Welcome to this feature presentation of the Esports Minute presented by Esports Network. I'm Mitch Reams. Today is a very special episode because it is our first ever interview on the Esports Minute. It's our first interview, so you know we had to bring out the big guns. Our guest today is World Showdown of Esports Commissioner Christian Bishop. The World Showdown of Esports, which goes by the acronym WSOE, introduced a new format to the world of esports competitions. They took the championship belt style competition from the WWE or boxing, and they brought that to esports. So they award a championship belt in each of the games they hold competitions in. So far, the WSOE has held five events in four different games. This interview was recorded before that fifth event, so I apologize for that little incongruity. You'll hear Bishop talk about the upcoming WSOE 5. That event already happened. I'll have a, a recap of WSOE 5 and looking forward to WSOE 6 when Bishop brings it up in the in the interview itself. Uh, but mostly we focused on big picture stuff. Uh, we're talking about the inspirations for the WSOE, how Bishop runs the ship, and uh, the future. What esports we can look forward to in future WSOE events. So without further rambling, let's get into the interview. Now I've got Christian Bishop, the commissioner of the WSOE, who is joining me on this podcast. Welcome in, Christian. Thanks so much for having me, Mitch. Glad to be here. Thank you. So I've already done a quick introduction of the WSE format. But I was hoping we could start with your elevator pitch of the WSOE. What is it and what makes it unique? Absolutely. We're the World Showdown of Esports. Uh, we look to do what UFC did for MMA, but for gaming. So we focus on the most relevant games, team, player, uh, influencers, um, and supporting the communities that, that, that love them. Awesome. I love it. I always ask for elevator pitches, and they're usually not actually fit for elevators so that was <laughs> that was good so what did you feel about the wwe format that would translate well to esports so i think for us we wanted a feature match kind of component where we crown a champion um, that champion has an opportunity to continue to defend their title um and you have a storytelling element to it where people are challenging them calling them out saying, hey, look, I want an opportunity to go after that crown. And, and you know, we wanted to really have fun with it and, and, and challenge, you know, our, our, our winners. Yeah, and what's the response been from community members? Because this is not like anything esports has ever done before. This is very new. When I when I was first introduced to it, I was like, oh, a championship belt in esports? Interesting. What, what have you heard back from people who have now become fans of the WSOE? Yeah, look, it's always super delicate because, you know, esports has been around for a bit. You've got traditional tournament organizers like ESL and Star Ladder that have been doing it a certain way for a while. Um, we knew that in order to, to do something different, we had to innovate, um, and we had to push the envelope a bit. I think it's been welcomed by the communities that we're supporting because we're investing heavily, um, you, know, in, in these, you know, in these games, in these tournaments, in these matches. Um, and then, you know, there's a couple people that are a little bit confused by it initially, and I think we've done a good job to try to explain that and introduce people to the brand. Yeah, that education is crucial when you're when you're doing something a whole new format like this. 
So looking at it right now, WSOE 5 is this weekend. Up to here, you've had four different events, obviously, and they've been in four different games. Do you have an amount of games or esports that you would like WSE to compete in? I know you said it's the it's the trendiest the name name esports. Is there are there anything on your wish list for future WSOE events? Yeah, look, I think the number is you'll see us supporting six to eight games a year. Um, you know, support, running two matches per game, right? So we generally like to crown the champion in our initial you know tournament structure and then give them a chance to defend themselves throughout the year. Um, there's definitely a lot of games that we're excited about. I think when you look at what the kind of, you know, few months that, you know, EA is having with Apex with Respawn, that's a really exciting game um, to be a part of and a community that I think right for, you know, an event structure like ours, right? You new games come out, man, and you see it just as well as I do that, you know, everybody's wondering what's going to happen with the pro scene, what's going to go down here. And I think we step in nicely because we're able to move very quickly. Um, in these situations, um, to provide some infrastructure. Yeah, that definitely helps. Esports just sort of they come and they and they go quickly. So the first four events, it was Dota number one, Hearthstone number two, then Rocket League and Fortnite. I can't remember which one was three and which one was four. Is that correct? Yeah, Fortnite was three um, in December. Uh, we had that right before the new year, and then Rocket League in January. Awesome, awesome. I loved that Rocket League event. I'm a huge Rocket League esports guy, and that was really fun to watch. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, there was some really exciting matches there towards the end. It was great. We really loved the community. So this weekend is WSOE 5, and this will be airing for our listeners. It will be airing after the event happens, so I'll be splicing in the results of that app um, in post. But right now we're recording this before the event takes place. But WSC5 is the first title defense. It's uh, it's the second Hearthstone competition. So, Christian, what changes on your end for a title defense versus a an initial competition? For me, my number one priority was to celebrate our champion. Um, and then that was a big deal, right? We've got Gia, who has an incredible story and a body of work um, in Hearthstone. And whether or not it's as a caster, as a player, and kind of her journey. So we wanted to make sure that we were to doing a good job to tell her story and give people an opportunity to get to know her and see a different side of her. Because everyone's used to her being a caster and on-camera talent. They just don't know how great of a player she is. Um, so that was a big deal for us. We want, And we also wanted to make sure she was taken care of, right? So we, we got her first-class flight, you know, gift bags. You know, she had an awesome dinner with all of her friends. She had you know, a private driver pick her up from the airport. So we wanted to give her that champion experience. Uh, and we look to do that for all of our, you know, all of our winners. Cutting out from the interview to fill you in on the results of WSOE 5. Hearthstone champion Gia will be enjoying that champion's treatment again as she defended her title at the event. Gia's challenger was Hearthstone streamer Pathra. The two played a very tight series that went all five games. In game four, it looked like Pathra had the chance to win the series outright, but some bad draws really, really threw her off her game. So is Hearthstone. And Gia ended up winning that game, winning game five, and remaining the champion. The next WSOE event will be another title defense. Dota 2's Team Serenity will look to beat their challenger at WSOE 6 on April 13th and 14th. At WSOE 6, four new challengers will enter a mini bracket on Saturday to fight for the right 
to challenge Team Serenity in a best-of-five series on Sunday. Sunday will also feature some show matches in Auto Chess, a new strategy-based offshoot of Dota 2. Now let's get back to Bishop and the prizes Hearthstone champion Gia has received for her back-to-back -back wins. Yeah, I saw that uh, that swag bag you sent her. That looks pretty awesome. What were some of the highlights in that? She got some AirPods, man. She got some AirPods and different gift cards. Um, we got a, we got our pretty. They don't know yet, but we got them some some epic, you know, uh, makeup bags from Dose of Colors. This is a good partner of ours that are pretty high valued as well. So there's there's a variety of things, man. That that, uh, that I wish I had. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting on my AirPods. Uh... Guess I gotta get better video games or something. Yeah, exactly, Mitch. Keep working on it. So, looking at the WSC format, I'm really curious about undercards. Right now, you've been doing a lot of show matches, um, but do you see different esports as almost like different weight classes, where eventually WSC events may hold competitions in different games on the same card or on the same weekend? You know, funny enough, I think we've been evaluating that with mobile. I think mobile games seems to be ripe for that opportunity in particular. They kind of felt like a, a, a multi-mobile series. Um, some of the other games, just because of formatting and structure, um, and like with MOBAs like Dota, it's, it's tough to, to, to really schedule the timing on that. And if you're going through like best of three or best of five matches, you really need all the time you can get. Um, and because our tournaments run on Saturdays and Sundays, it's a bit tough you know, uh, mm -hmm. at times to work through a whole bracket or a tournament structure with a variety of games. But in mobile, we, we may be able to do that. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, that does pose some logistical problems for sure with like the caster desk. Like this weekend, you have four big names in the Hearthstone community coming in. But if, you know, you wanted to do a Fortnite event at the same time, I don't know if Firebat would be able to commentate a Fortnite game in, in the same way you can break down a, a Hearthstone competition. Yeah. Yeah, man, absolutely. And then think of the difference, right, in terms of staging, right? So you go to get supporting a 1v1-based game to now having a battle royale, all the infrastructure, proper staging. You certainly have to have a different setup of on-camera talent that actually know the game who can provide that color commentary. So there's, there's you know, the list goes on and on. Um you know, and, and and frankly, I don't know how many game companies actually want to be on the same title card or, you know, with other games. I think they tend to like being focused. You know, I mean, they kind of want their 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 own tournament. Sure, yeah, yeah. And the the game publishers are kind of finicky. They're they're a little uh little uptight about their titles. Has it been hard as a third-party tournament organizer getting game publisher support for for your series? Man, like I always say, it's their sandbox. We're playing in it, right? Like it's their IP, it's their communities. You know, we're looking to just add value and be a good partners to them. Fortunately for us, I think we've done a very good job to date of respecting, you know, these relationships and really making sure we cross T's and dot I's, right? Like we, we, you know, we really take care of our players. We take care of our talent. You know, our prize pool payouts are super timely. You know, the the everything we do is to be above board. So I think. As we've established a brand in the space and have built these relationships, um, it's gotten easier. And, and I think I think it could definitely be a challenge for for, for Keos. And people don't realize how hard it is. Um, but you know, for us, we we've got it down packed. 
Yeah, it seems like you've done pretty well, pretty consistent events and some of the biggest titles. Uh, Dota, I mean, Valve is tough to communicate with, so, but I, they do sort of license out the Dota thing um, to other people. What games do you think are never going to happen? Like, League of Legends, probably not in the cards for a WSOE event. Yeah, you know your stuff, Mitch, that's for sure, man. Um, you know, some of these titles um, are more difficult to get licensing for, um, especially because they don't even want to cannibalize their core, you know, pro team strategy or their league or infrastructure. So, like, you know, it's definitely difficult with league. Um, I think it is possible with, like, if you, if, you know, we're, we're evaluating doing some stuff with some of the most prominent influencers in the world in their championship series. Wink, wink, wink. If you can read between the lines on that, Mitch, you know, we, 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 may, we may produce that and take that over. I think there's also other opportunities with things like the All-Stars matches that League does that I think they'd be open to, you know, celebrity influencer style things. Um, you know, it's difficult with the pros. I don't know if you'll ever, if, we'll, if you'll see an Overwatch kind of thing from us either. I think those, it's definitely sensitive there also. So, you know, some are easier than others. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Overwatch and League with the with the franchise models. I appreciate the wink, wink. By the way, I won't spoil what I believe you're you're talking about there here, um, without without your permission. Uh, but um, yeah, Overwatch and League with the with the franchise leagues, they're very very controlling, very protective. I, I shouldn't say controlling. They're very protective of their IP and what they're what they're doing there. So you said six to yeah, eight games. Can, yeah, oh, sorry. Go ahead. We, yeah, we can look. Yeah, we can legitimately debate on that, Mitch. Like, if we look at how Riot started, right? They relied on third-party organizers, and then they took it all in-house, mm-hmm. right? So it's like they went through a shift themselves. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, when you look at, like, CSGO, for an example, and the way that they've been built off of community tournaments and these huge things, like IEM Katowice was just the most-watched uh, CSGO tournament of all time, and it's... You know, Valve's done that in this way, and it's interesting to see the new publishers, Blizzard, and like, compared to Dota and CSGO, is why I say new, but they're not new. Um, but how they've chosen to do it being different than the previous esports model, and now here you guys are doing it in another completely new model. So it's just always changing in esports. You know, I think if you want to try to innovate and push the scene, you got to try to do things. Do thing. We can't be like everybody else, man. We just can't run the same tournament. You know, we want to, we really want to further the scene and innovate. So we have to. Yeah, absolutely. So you said six to eight games. You've had four. Today's five, but it's a repeat of Hearthstone. Um, and we've talked about two games. You might not do it. What are what are some games that you think is that is that under embargo? Are there negotiations right now, um, or can you share some some games you'd love to have events in coming up? Yeah, so I think I, I can't give you specific minutes, but what I can tell you that if you look at top ten esports titles, you know globally in terms of the amount of events that are ran, um, we look to support you know that team in particular. So, and then in addition to the up and coming ones like Apex, like I mentioned to you, so like Apex mm-hmm. is one that. You know, you've got that I can say that I've already told you about. Um, but otherwise, I'd look at that list of top ten, scratch out some of the IP that you know isn't accessible, and then you can definitely know that we've got our eye on those. Awesome, awesome. So that's every question I had for you, Christian. I really appreciate you taking the time. Is there anything? 
I didn't ask you about, about the WSC event, uh, about WSC 5, which is coming up this weekend, uh, or anything else that you want to talk about right here? Yeah, so I think I think one thing to be clear, man, is that what you can look forward to with, with us, Mitch, is we're going to try it. You know, we've got our WSOE, our main event series that runs um, nearly every month. And then we have our sub-brand, which is called WSOE Presents which is what we're running those other fun, exciting matches, right? Whether or not it's an influencer-led online tournament, whether or not it's something with, you know, doctor disrespect, right? Like, his online series. Like, whether or not these different things, we're going to do that under our brand. So we're always looking to say, like, hey, what's new? What's exciting in gaming that's really fun that we can be a part of? And I think that's a big thing to keep in mind when you think of the WSOE. Cool, absolutely. You guys have done a great job to have some of the biggest names in your respective games for for your events, and that's you know that's crucial in esports. It really is an influencer led uh, industry, so it's awesome to hear there'll be more events like that in the future. Thanks, man. Well, I appreciate your support, Mission. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Christian. That's the end of our interview with Christian Bishop, the commissioner of the WSOE. I hope you enjoyed learning more about the WSOE format, what makes it unique, what they're trying to do for esports in general. Christian's a great guy. He invited me down to Las Vegas. That's where all WSOE events are being held at the Poker Go studio in Las Vegas, Nevada. And he invited me down there. If I ever if I ever make the trip down there and I'm not sure my wallet is is quite prepared for it right now. But if I ever make the trip down there, he invited me out to a to a nice dinner. So I appreciate that from our guests. That's that's just some nice generosity to a young esports reporter. Now looking at some of the games, we we sort of danced around the issues over what games may or may not be in the future series. And I'm sorry about that wink wink thing. If it feels like I'm withholding information from our listeners that's not the goal but I did check in with Christian and he does not want me to share that news what he's talking about it sounds like it's in negotiations right now nothing is finalized so that is why he doesn't want me to share anything but if you want to look at games that are coming up he said games in the top 10 so that could be games like this like CSGO Counter-Strike uh Starcraft 2 could be in that list. Heroes of the Storm would be interesting. Rainbow Six Siege, that's a good one. I think the Call of Duty IP, it's it's under the Axe Division Blizzard umbrella. Well, so is Heroes of the Storm, but they're not they got rid of the Heroes of the Storm esports division. So I I think that would be more ripe for third party. Um but Call of Duty is still very heavily under that Activision Blizzard umbrella so probably not going to end up there but you know those those are some of the games you're looking at apex legends in the future maybe even some of the sports titles ea is kind of tough to deal with the nba 2k league is kicking off right now but madden fifa uh, they could be in there there's there's forza motorsports that's an esports scene so you know it's hard to judge there's just so many esports out there there's new ones coming up rising to popularity all the time. So it'll be really interesting to see how WSOE develops. I mean, you've got UFC cards that are in the 200s now, and we're on WSOE 5. So you could look back on this podcast, and WSOE's in its 70th event. 
and it'd be really interesting to see sort of how it started and what it was like right here at the beginning. But that wraps up this podcast. Thanks for listening. This was a feature presentation of the Esports Minute by the Esports Network. For all the up-to-date news, everything you need to know about the esports industry, visit esportsnetwork.com. And you're probably already here, but for other versions of these longer esports minutes where we're doing interviews, going in-depth on bigger issues, visit esportsnetworkpodcast.com. I'm your host, Mitch Reams. Today's guest was Christian Bishop, the commissioner of the WSOE. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something.